You're listening to From the Front Lines, a special podcast from WUFT during the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast provides daily updates on Florida's response to coronavirus with a particular focus on North Central Florida. In addition to news and important information, From the Front Lines will feature a member of the community who is working to keep the community safe or running during these challenging times. Hello, I'm your host Ryan Vasquez and this is From the Front Lines. Here are the most recent COVID-19 numbers from around the state. Alachua County has 87 positive cases of COVID-19 according to the latest numbers from the State Department of Health. No deaths have been reported in the county and 13 people have been hospitalized. Positive case numbers in the North Central Florida region include 41 in Clay County, 25 in Marion County, and 19 in Citrus County. Statewide, there are 6,741 positive cases of the coronavirus and are reported 85 deaths. Alachua County is reminding healthcare providers that they are responsible for communicating COVID-19 test results with their patients. They must not refer patients to the Alachua County Health Department to obtain test results. Through their free meals program, Alachua County Public Schools distributed nearly 16,000 meals to students under the age of 18 on Tuesday. That number is up from the more than 5,400 meals given out on Monday. This is all being distributed through 74 sites around the county, including most schools, several community sites, and even bus stops in some high-needs areas. The list of sites and a schedule of distribution times is available on the district's COVID-19 website. The Grace Marketplace Homeless Center in Gainesville is awaiting coronavirus test results on more than 100 clients at the center. Grace Director John DeCarmine says the tests were performed Monday by University of Florida researchers. Grace has been on a voluntary quarantine since March 20th and DeCarmine is planning contingencies while he waits for results. We are looking to particularly other shelters around the country who have dealt with this just a couple weeks earlier than we have to figure out not only what the best practices are, but what their lessons were and what they wished they would have done sooner. DeCarmine commended his staff for pulling together during the crisis. Gainesville Regional Utilities will not disconnect customers for non-payment or charge late fees now through at least May 15th. GRU had previously suspended late fees through the end of April and disconnections until further notice, but GRU General Manager Ed Velarski says as COVID-19 continues to place the community at risk, he made the decision to extend the policy. GRU's customer lobby also will remain closed through at least May 15th. However, its drive-thru will continue to maintain normal operating hours. Customers are urged to continue making regular payments if possible to avoid creating an unmanageable pass-due balance. The Marion County Public School System is working to provide mobile devices to students who need them. Chromebook distributions are taking place at schools to families who request a mobile device based on a recent at-home technology survey. Those still needing a device must contact their school directly. Families must sign required forms to use a district-owned device and make their own access arrangements with their chosen internet service provider. Advocates are worried about the effects of coronavirus on at-risk children and other vulnerable populations as the economy worsens and stress in the home goes up. Calls to Florida's abuse hotline in March are up over 30% from February. Statistics from the Department of Children and Families show more than 34,000 calls placed in the first four weeks of March compared to roughly 26,000 calls during February. Alan Abramowitz is the executive director of Florida's Guardian Ad Litem program, which works with disadvantaged kids. He says unemployment and other economic stressors are often a trigger for child abuse and domestic violence. We need to look out for each other. We need to know that if we're frustrated and we're in a house, maybe the adult needs to take a time out. This is a very important time for our families. Florida's abuse hotline is staffed 24 hours a day and can be reached at 1-800-962-2873. For a look at who is on the front lines of this COVID-19 pandemic, we go right to the very front, county health departments. 
They are at the very base local level, the people tracking the spread of the virus in their county and managing the public health response. WUFT's Melissa Fato spoke to Paul Myers, administrator of the Alachua County Health Department, an agency of the Florida Department of Health. He talks about the status of the COVID-19 pandemic in Gainesville and Alachua County and what everyone in the community can be doing to help. Our epidemiologists um, were watching uh, an unknown pneumonia back in May of 2019 that was originating in China. And whenever something like that happens around the world, it catches the attention of those who make it their business to monitor uh, those, those types of situations because, you know, this isn't um, like the 1918 flu where it took six months to circle the globe. All it takes is for one person, one infected person, um, to get on an airplane, and, and they can be in, in another destination in very quick order. So epidemiologists across the department were, were watching this, and then when it became apparent that there was a, an outbreak um, in China in December, um, the Alaska County Health Department started sending out information to our local providers as early as January of 2020, um, you know, making them aware of what was occurring around the globe that we did have uh, an outbreak of a, of a novel pathogen and that they need to be aware and to um, certainly consider that in their differential diagnosis. And so that very early warning to the Alachua County providers, I think, really positioned us very well in terms of responding to what has, you know, turned out to be one of the most significant pandemics um, that we have seen. Right. So if I were to wake up tomorrow and I felt sick as a dog, I had a fever, I had a cough, I had a sore throat, I think I might have the virus, what should I be doing? Well, the first thing you should do is contact um, your primary care provider uh, by phone and explain your symptoms to them and make an assessment, have them make an assessment of whether or not you should come in to their office. If you did not have a primary care provider, certainly you could give us a call here at the Alachua County Health Department and we would do the same thing. So that number here is 352 Three three four eight eight one zero. That's the number that we have set up with a number of operators at the at the ready uh, to address what has become really a very heavy call load uh, in Alachua County with the attention geared towards this COVID nineteen disease. So the Alachua County Health Department started this testing very early on and now has expanded it to an offsite testing where that is by appointment only. So, for example, with your, with, with your hypothetical in the very beginning of this conversation, you said, well, let's say that I woke up and, and you had these symptoms. If you were to contact your primary care provider um, starting last Thursday, they could assess you over the phone, and if they thought that it was appropriate, could order a lab, um, have that fax to the Alachua County Health Department. We would make you an appointment. We would give you the location and time for you to get tested, and you wouldn't even have to get out of your car. We've all heard that social distancing is necessary to flatten the curve. How is the capacity of our healthcare system right now in Alachua County? It's actually very good. We have, um, we're in constant contact with our hospitals. Um, and so right now, um, whether it's social distancing or whether it is the um, severity of the disease, both of our main hospitals here, North Florida Regional Medical Center and UF Health Shands are reporting that they have capacity, that they certainly are not overwhelmed at this point, but we are preparing for the worst. And so we are preparing for what's known as medical surge. The state surgeon general has made that um, one of the five priorities to battle this, this pandemic. And so in terms of planning with our hospitals, um, that certainly hasn't taken into account. 
do you think it's uh, significant that the university sent all these you know, 50,000-something students home during this time? Oh, absolutely. I think that that certainly has helped with keeping the numbers down in Alachua County. Are there any coronavirus myths that you would like to dispel? I mean, there's been just so much information that we've received about this virus, and with it, a lot of misinformation. Is there anything that you see people disseminating that's just not true? Yeah, so there's there's a lot of scams out there right now in terms of um, the, these test kits and, you know, especially those that are being marketed for, say, a 45-minute turnaround or even several-hour turnaround. I would caution people uh, to be very informed when it comes to um, things like that. I, I'd be very cautious in terms of getting a call at home, unsolicited call, offering you a service or product um, that has to do with COVID-19, unfortunately, during times like this. Um, scammers come out of the woodwork and prey on those who are, are, are fearful, uh, uninformed, and so we really need to be cautious about that. Some of the other things that are quite concerning are that, is that this disease is not relegated to a certain uh, race or ethnic group. Um, this is a disease that is opportunistic. Uh, it strikes those who are over the age of 65, especially those with underlying health conditions and those who have who are immune compromised. Um, for the vast majority of the population, it's going to be a relatively mild um, disease that we can certainly fight off. But that said, I'm certainly not down downplaying the alarming rise in, in the number of cases that we have and the potential for somebody who is experiencing relatively mild symptoms or no symptoms at all, but who could be infected to transmit this disease to somebody in a very high risk group. So I think we all need to do our part in terms of protecting uh, the vulnerable population, and that includes, again, those of the age of 65 and the immune compromised. I think it's very important that all of us learn as much about this disease from credible sources, and, and such as the CDC and the Florida Department of Health. The more that we know about this disease, particularly how it's transmitted, what the symptoms are, um, what our limitations are in terms of treatment and, and a vaccine that certainly is on the horizon, the more empowered each of us can be in terms of informing our daily activities. From the Front Lines is a production of the Innovation News Center at the College of Journalism and Communications at the University of Florida. Thank you to our producers, Taylor Lebeck, Daniela Mora, Anthony Montalto, Josh Williams, and Melissa Fato. And a special thank you to Matt Abramson for his work behind the scenes. Join us tomorrow for another edition of From the Front Lines. I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, and of course, thanks for listening.